Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV Navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot. And we are here in September of 2007 and ready to make another podcast, sharing with you the adventures of uh, our RVing lifestyle, even though we are at home right now. But we're not going to be at home for long because we're going to go away on a non-RV vacation. So, Well, we call it RV on steroids. We may be talking to you from the high seas next month if we are ambitious. Living on a cruise ship for a while, and uh, where we get three meals and no cooking for us, and they clean the RV, the the roving RV throughout the world, and every day we get up, and without having to drive, we are someplace new. Sounds like fun. So we're going to be crossing the Pacific and and heading down to Asia, uh, seven or eight countries in Asia, and ending up in Bangkok. And so the next time you hear from us, we may be speaking to you from a ship near you. And we hope that you're nearby. And hopefully our luggage will come with us, or or I'll be wishing that I was still in my RV where I always have my stuff close at hand. But for the time being, we want to uh, get back to the driving RV lifestyle, and uh, we want to talk about uh, an email which we received this uh, this month. Um, our listener mentioned that he has a 32-foot RV and was wondering if we could tell him why he would want to move up to a bigger RV. Or what are the disadvantages of, of living in a 32-foot as opposed to a 40-foot motorhome? We've done some thinking about this, and of course, because we were 32-foot uh, fifth-wheelers for a number of years, we certainly uh, understand the limits and the benefits of living in a smaller RV on a, on a not a full-time basis, but uh, quite a few month basis. I, I don't mean to be insulting, but it's pretty obvious to me that if you have eight more feet, you have eight more feet worth of storage space and stuff. But um, that was when, daunting for you, when we looked, moving up to that. When we looked at the 32-foot motorhomes, and we did look at a few, uh, one thing that was missing was the second sink, which you really want to have because you were tired of waiting for me to get down in the morning. Um, I noticed a big change in the counter space that I would have to work on in the kitchen and the storage space. Four-door refrigerator is harder to have. Kitchen stuff. um, And and I don't think any of the ones that I saw had a a washing machine. Not that that's a necessity, but it's a nice thing to have. But on the other hand, if you are considerably shorter than we are, there are certainly some campsites that you can fit into that we cannot. And so that's a trade-off. To us, the... The smaller the RV, the more you have to live out of it rather than in it. And that's fine. And we certainly, uh, if you're in nice places and the weather's good, it's great to live out of your RV. But there are times when you're traveling on a regular basis that you will find you have to live in it because of conditions. And certainly in our current situation, we are always at home for the Christmas, New Year's holidays, and so we leave home in one of the worst months of the year in the Chicago area. And if we are anxious to pay our taxes and get back to our business affairs, we often come home when there's still flurries flying around, and it's nice to have uh, a rig with thermopane windows and better insulation and Enough well, not room that you can't that get that in a shorter one. Enough but it's room less that likely. we're not um, sitting on top of each other when we're locked inside for long periods of time. 
But as she says, uh, you many times can get into places that you couldn't otherwise get into with a longer motorhome. Although we must mention that our 32-foot fifth wheel and attached to our truck was about the same length or just slightly, uh, actually slightly longer than our our motorhome is now. And of course another issue is the slides. In our fifth wheel we had slides on both sides so when we parked and put them all out it gave you a very square feeling um, and it was it felt spacious even though it was shorter where the one we have now only has two slides and you have more of a shoebox configuration. So it's and a matter that, of what floor And that's floor one of the huge like. factors with any RV these days. They all seem to be bigger regardless of the size of the actual length because of the slide-out business. And these slides are just getting even more humongous with full wall slides becoming more and more common. That gives almost any RV a lot more space. And you've heard me exclaim with delight how happy I am that the old kitty can come with us now, and even with our big rig, um, there are very few places that are good for putting that old litter pan, and um, I have to struggle with it even in our big rig uh, to put it in our bathroom and move it in and out. And a second factor, another factor anyway, is the storage capacity, uh, both underneath and up above. Uh, we now can bring our golf clubs without any problem. We can bring winter clothes and stick them in the basement. We can bring all sorts of things, uh, a, a full-size grill that we couldn't bring before because we now have the storage that a smaller rig doesn't offer. So we certainly have enjoyed many smaller rigs. We started with a, a 25-foot travel trailer and moved up through uh, fifth wheels and now to the motorhome, but uh, we certainly have enjoyed RVing for over 30 years, so it's entirely possible to have a very good time in, in a smaller rig. And another obvious one is gas consumption, which is seriously a concern for for some people as the price of fuel keeps going up. Um, a smaller rig is more economical to operate, clearly. So once again, uh, thanks very much for the tips and, uh, and for the suggestions about topics that we should discuss. And if you have more ideas that you'd like us to share with you or if you'd like to comment on what we've just been saying, please send us an email at navigator at rvnavigator.com. And of course, visit our website at www.rvnavigator.com. And we'll try to get back to you just as soon as we can, although this next month may be a little slow due to poor internet connections. And of course, that brings up another interesting uh, event which happened to us because we were traveling here in the Midwest. We've been kind of doing a few smaller trips with our RV. Uh, it's new, and so we're kind of uh, testing out its systems. And, and we were going on a two-week trip here, and we went up to northern uh, Wisconsin on our way through the uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And if you haven't done this, uh, that, that area is very remote and uh, some beautiful, beautiful campsites. Lots of great lakeshore. Lots of great lakeshore. We took some great pictures and had uh, some decent weather. But... We were staying in a state park in Wisconsin, in Door County, which sticks out into Lake Michigan. The Thumb. And is truly a beautiful uh, state park. and It's uh, it's big rig friendly and uh, these nice big wide sites with uh, uh, hardly anybody else in view. But uh, those big wide sites were accompanied by lots of trees. So I thought, well, no problem. But it was a big problem because I couldn't even I have a little uh, uh, gauge that I can shoot through the trees, but I could not find a spot and on the campsite that we were assigned to get the satellite dish to hit so the satellite. No internet, no TV. So even with my portable dish, which I also carry, 
Oof, I couldn't uh, quite get any view of the of the horizon or of the southern sky. And in our last show or two, we talked about an alternative we've our just tried out through yes. our cell phone. Yes. But in northern Wisconsin, we didn't get <laughs> cell service either. No Sprint service. So there we were, reduced to our oh old tricks boy. of going to the public library no. and sitting on a bench. But more and more, it's and exciting to see that internet. the public library actually has free Wi-Fi. It was a good, fast connection. Good, fast connection, but uh, we had to drive about uh, three or four miles to get to it, but... Well, you do what you got to do, I guess, when you're high-tech RVing. But that was uh, very low-tech because, interestingly enough, our DVR, our digital video recorder that hooks up to DirecTV, will not let you watch anything unless you're actually uh, connected to a satellite. A major flaw, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. And so you might be sure to check that out if you're planning on taking your your DirecTV and its its associated recorder because mm, that caused... uh, well, we could have watched some things that we have on tape or have on hmm, on the hard drive, but otherwise uh, we were stuck watching over-the-air TV. And we had oh. to sit and talk to each other. Uh, have campfires. Have s'mores. Well, that was good. Yeah. It was a nice woodsy setting, and it was uh, a lot of fun to be there. And, and as a matter of fact, though, we did go to it uh, because of the conditions up there. They had to move us to another site. And that site, we got uh, the satellite just fine. So one out of six nights, we had good connections. Well, today, we're going to talk a little bit. Our main topic, anyway, is going to be about uh, customizing your RV and tell you some of the things that we've done. But, you know, I want to kind of talk just a little bit about uh, a couple of uh, other websites um, that you might want to visit. Uh, Coil and Wrap, I've mentioned before, but they make all sorts of cool things uh, with Velcro. Things to keep your your hoses and your cables and your and your power cords all nicely coiled up and, and in good shape. And they also make another new, neat new gizmo which allows you to fill your water tanks without uh, spilling too much. And uh, this was a problem in Mexico when we were trying to fill our water tanks without uh, a hose and we were trying to pour water in and we couldn't have, we didn't have a funnel that fit right and it was a Kind of a major problem. If you've listened to that uh, podcast, you probably remember that story. But Coil and Wrap now has a solution. So if you go to Coil, coil and Wrap, not and, but unwrap.com, they will have uh, some great solutions for you. And I also want to mention that, uh, you know, there are other places besides RV stores that you can buy cool stuff for your RV. And one of our favorites is, is the store I hate, Walmart. Walmart. But if you're going to stay in the Walmart parking lot, you should go in and check it out. And there is a Walmart in every town, even the very rural yes. ones. We just recently bought the Walmart locator guide, which has the GPS coordinates. Oh, by the way, we just bought a new GPS, too. Very cool. It's so tiny, I'm going to implant it in my arm, yeah, so this I'll never the, be lost again. This is the new V670, and the new V670 is battery-operated and about uh, half an inch thick with a 43 Diameter or uh, diagonal screen, and it's very, very powerful, and has all the maps built in, just like our other one. Has Europe and the United States. Has right? Europe and the United States, which is one of the reasons why we bought it, so that we could. And we'll talk driving around. Talk to you, just like our other one. It'll talk to you, and uh, our other one uh, only operates off the car, the 12 volt, so you have to always keep it plugged in. Plus, it's substantially bigger, but the screen is not much bigger. Um, and I guess just 
new technology. They say this new one will last uh, about seven hours on a, on a battery, or you can you can use the the 12 volt plug and plug it in that way too. But it's a very nice, bright screen, touch sensitive, and I'm hoping that it's uh, every bit as good as the, the last one because um, it, it it was very good. And of course, we've given this one a nice new name too. This one we gave a man's voice, so it's Art. Artie. Art. Artie. Oh, well. We will decide. We haven't used it much yet, so we're going to, to see how it works out. But the new V is made by Garmin, and it has all the standard Garmin features in it. But it's Well, it actually has many more. It's got a wireless phone. It's got uh, an MP3 player. It's got a picture viewer. Calculator. Calculator. You can load, download audible books to it. Download it. Not even just audiobooks. Not even they don't even have to be audible. Mm-hmm. But uh, you might want to give this a try if you're thinking about uh, getting a GPS for your RV. Um, the model 660 is the U.S. model, and it only has the maps for the United States in it at a substantially lower price. Which for your RV is probably all you Which need, your unless you're going to go to Canada or Mexico. If you're thinking about traveling to Europe, you can just pop this puppy in your pocket and. You're on, well, you will never be lost again. And Try we es- me. Yeah, we especially like, it'll, this will be interesting, we especially like the feature that tells you the street names before you get to them. So it says, turn on Queens, Ra- Queens Ra- Way Road, and instead of just saying turn right. So um, th- that's a nice feature, and this one also has that uh, capability. We've been surprised at how much RV stuff Walmart's having them. And they certainly have a cheap price, just like they do for everything else. Right. And a companion to that is, is Costco. Costco has some very cool things that are not available in other places, um, even Walmart. And you might want to kind of walk through Costco with an eye towards RV and, and take a look at some of the things they have. For instance, I bought the, these these towels that have super absorbency. I think they're called micro towels or microfibers or microfibers or something like that. Anyway, uh, if you go to this to other places and you buy these, they're like five dollars a towel. Whereas I bought 30 of them for $12 or something ridiculous and a, and a nice stack. And boy, do they work good. One little towel, half the size of a hand towel, uh, is I'm able to wash the whole car and to uh, dry it. And, of course, the propane gauge, which we talked about before. I've never seen that available any, anywhere else. And one of our most recent favorites are these LED lights that just stick around. No matter how many lights they put in your RV, (laughs) there are always some nooks and crannies that you can't see. And and if you've been in an RV, you know some of the storage compartments have rather odd shapes because they're trying to make use of every square inch they can give you. And it's hard to see what's in the back, and it's very easy to lose track of your inventory altogether. So these little stick-on lights you can stick on wherever, and they um, illuminate the area quite well. They've done. They do very well, and of course, because they are just sipping from the battery, they don't require much battery changing, so that you can stick them up and not have to worry about them from probably for a couple of seasons, which is much different than the old lights, um, because LEDs have really become much brighter, and they are inherently much longer, much uh, use much less energy, so that the batteries in them will last substantially longer. And if you haven't bought an LED flashlight, uh, you need to probably do that too because for the same reason, there's nothing worse than coming out and trying to use your flashlight and it has no no juice left. And I saw a, an LED flashlight that had 100 LEDs. You can illuminate <laughs> the moon on a dark night. We call that a bear light, a bear scare light. 
but I I haven't bought that one yet. But I've got one that has 20 or 25 in it, and that really makes a nice bright path down the road, and uh, and it'll last like 25 30 hours on a set of batteries. So and uh, the small batteries too. So LED lights uh, that you could stick on are great. You push the little button, the light comes on. You push it again, it turns off. Or they have uh, sometimes various illuminations. And at, at Costco, they come in packs of three, and they uh, were about twelve dollars. That's that's a true bargain because they came with the battery. So we have uh, also this summer been working on customizing our RV. You know, you walk through a lot of RVs, and there's just not one that is perfect. Unless you're a millionaire and you can design your own. <laughs> And in our case, especially because ours was used and a few years old, we had seen things in the newer ones that would have been really nice to have and were not there. And because it was uh, a few years old, it didn't have things like a computer desk. And many of them today have computer desks, but even today we don't see ones that have as nice a computer desk as we were able to buy. And we'll put pictures of this uh, up on the website, so go back and and take a look at rvnavigator.com under episode 18. Ooh, we're up to 18 already. And and you'll see some pictures of this uh, work being installed. And we we saw the potential of our RV, but, boy, it has been really, really realized as we have done the customizing. Ours has a dry, what they call, what Numar calls a dry bar, uh, just almost in the middle of the coach, between the bathroom and the kitchen. Behind me when I'm ki- in the kitchen, yeah. In the dry bar, you know. What the heck is that for? And I've seen some what people lose them, use them as like a china cabinet, yeah. but I don't believe in taking ch- fine china. Maybe if I was full-timing in my RV um, because it's just too vulnerable. And so, so this was a cabinet. You can always use more storage space, but this was a cabinet that didn't have a clearly defined purpose in our minds. So this was a cabinet that had... Uh, a wood cabinet below that, that was about 8 or 10 inches deep, and then it had a Corian top, and then there was a spot with a mirror behind it, and then up above there was more cabinetry that opened up. It added lots lots of storage, but uh, it really was not much, uh, much use in many ways. And I saw that as a great place to put a nice flat panel TV. Because the TV that the rig came with is going to be obsolete. Well, not only that, but it's just a standard CRT, and it was only 24 inches. Heavens. How could we watch such a small TV? And it's not high definition. Are you mocking me? We were puzzled by this, and my wife is very insistent that everything on our RV be looking like it is customized and well not customized but it looked like it's professionally done which in the case of either one of us doing it it wouldn't look all that professional it would work but it would look kind of jerry rigged carpentry so, is not one of our talents so my thought was just to take out the top cabinet and just cut it down and i had visions I of him taking do down the top cabinet and ripping half the ceiling off with it and so that gave me misgivings so we started checking around and as you know, we live uh, near Elkhart, Indiana, which is where the RV was manufactured. The mecca of RVs. The mecca of RVing. And it truly is because if there are things that you need to have done, including installing satellite dishes and, and having custom furniture 
for RVs made, and I think they will do it for almost any RV, this is the place to go. And made by people who know how RVs are put together and know how to rip the cabinet off the wall without taking half the ceiling with it because they were involved in putting the cabinet up in the first place. So I went down, I went to the Elkhart, Indiana website, and I put in customized furniture for RVs or something like that, and I'll put the link up on uh, on our website also. And I put that in there, and there were four or five places that would uh, build and had on hand kind of customized but the typical stuff that you might want to put into your RV. Actually, I got started with this when I looked at... Uh, a custom table that goes up and down and has leaves that leaves flip, that flip up and down yeah. so you can make the table a high table or a coffee table and, and that's a nice piece it can be an end table or it can seat two table right. people who are eating right. so it's very versatile a very versatile little table but you know it's just a, an ordinary piece that costs about $350 and you can buy it for any RV and uh, I thought well if they can make that then probably they can make uh, other things too so we searched around and we found this place called Focal Cabinetry. This is a one-man operation. <laughs> one Amish man. One Amish man. Who used Apania to work for Keystone. Not Keystone, it was Newmar. Newmar, sorry. And he knew exactly how our motorhome was put together. He knew where the, the nails should go in and not go in. And he had the hardware and the and the like drawer pulls and handles that exactly nice. matched the, the furniture that's already in our RV. So... Well, Whatever he built for us, when it was finished, it looked as if it had been factory built. And we went there first, what looked like a house. And I mean, you're driving down the road. It's his home. Yeah, well, and we kind of like, oh, there's a sign, a little sign, and we pulled in kind of tentatively. And kind of a curved driveway, and there were motorhomes already parked <laughs> in it, and we kind of snuck in at the end of the curve. This yeah. is a popular man. Yeah. We come in there, and, and we're greeted, and he's, he takes us over to the Show showroom. And ye gods. I mean, he had lots of customized furniture that was all very cool stuff. Things Not I didn't even know that I needed until I saw them. And we'll probably be going back. But uh, things that we didn't even know we needed, um, you know, magazine racks and uh, videotape cabinets. And, and he had a neat lap tray for your dashboard so you could oh. put your computer on there and your maps. And, and these are not necessarily made just for Numar by any means. I mean, he will do any any type of coach. And there was a fifth wheel there having worked on. So, you know, trailers, motor cones, uh, RVs of all sorts he takes care of. And so the, the, that gives you a lot of ideas just to go through a showroom. And one of the things he had there was a what he called a computer desk, but it fit around the standard uh, standalone the dining, dining room table. So the the surface went over the table, and then there was storage on both sides. And this all is the way just totally the wasted space. Otherwise, and we didn't even know it was wasted space. But you know, you have your table, and it fits up against the wall. And an ours was actually attached to the wall by some brackets, so that it didn't move around. But um, nobody keeps four chairs by their table. And as a matter of fact. We, like many people, have two folding chairs, which we keep elsewhere, because most of the time it's just the two of us eating. So you have these, you have that huge space that was under a window, and and uh, right where the dining room table was. And in some RVs, some of the new ones, they make um, what they call a computer table, but it's about um, six or eight inches. It's a little shelf-like thing that comes out about uh, maybe a foot. From, somewhere in the corner, too. Yeah, somewhere in the corner. But I'm talking about. What, some of the new ones have this 
a piece that looks kind of like this, but this guy had done a much better job because the countertop is about 18 inches deep. Mm-hmm. Which gives you a nice horizontal surface a to put nice things on. Very nice horizontal surface, right. And I really like that he had a deep drawer, like you could put manila folders so in, because when you're gone away from home as much as we are, you always have legal papers so and instruction books. So let's what it was first. Um, so it has, a, it has a wood flat piece, a shelf that goes over between the the sofa or the, the bed in your RV back to the wall, and then that fits over the, the standard dining room, dining room table. And then flanking each side of the table are what look like drawers that go all the way from the bottom up to the to the countertop. You're putting a picture of this up anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, but just so that you got an idea. So ours has, on one side, it has a computer station so that you pull what looks like the drawer, and it actually is a shelf that pulls out to put your laptop on. Or a keyboard or if a you keyboard. had a bigger... <laughs> desktop right and below that is a printer shelf so that's also very nice because my wife likes to have the stuff hidden away so this well it keeps it in good shape too when you're boinging down the road now on the other side of the table more towards the driver are two small drawers uh, where where you can keep all those desky kinds of things staplers and paper clips and rubber bands and those kinds of things and then a file cabinet drawer drawer. Uh a file cabinet drawer that actually will hold Manila folders. Uh, folders and has dividers and stuff in it. So, boy, that was the answer for all of those needs that we had that were kind and of business And in the day we were there, he had one already made. It matched the oak interior of our motorhome. Um, he just had to exchange some of the drawer pulls, I think, on it. And I would say in less than an hour, we had this wonderful new computer desk installed. It was very cool, and I love it. And here we are out in Amish land, and if you're familiar with the Amish, you know that <laughs> they don't use, um, they don't believe in many of the modern conveniences, so you can't call this guy. Of course, he doesn't have a website. Well, and, and I was going to say, he doesn't use modern conveniences, but his shop looked very well equipped to me. Well, and he had a generator out back, too, the, to but, run all the electricity. But he did stuff. have a business card with two numbers on it, yeah. and you can call and leave a message. Um, maybe outside somewhere there's a phone, and he does, does call you back. Uh, because the second thing we had him do, he had to custom build for us, and we had to call him and arrange a, a revisit date for him to install it. And that worked beautifully, too. Yes, uh, obviously very reliable, but also uh, basically cash only. He'll take a check, but prefers cash, no credit cards, um, and no other form of payment. So, and, and you are in his shop, and you can and look at the operation, but he has a, a couple of uh, part-time employees, and it's very impressive sort of operation. And you gave him a deposit, which I assume yes. he used to buy the raw materials for, for right. the cabinet that he built. And multiple kinds of wood, so that if you wanted to build so, to match your cabinetry Whatever and you your want. RV, your rig, uh, he will do it. Ours happened to be this, pretty much the standard sort of oak, so he had it on hand, but he had uh, the capability to build any kind of wood that you wanted. And as you can tell, we're real fans of this man that we went to, but we understand there are a few other carpenters like him in the area, uh, probably with the same kind of background, because he used to work uh, on the line uh, constructing the motorhomes and finally did kind of moonlighted doing this custom job and finally realized there was such a huge demand he could make it his full-time job. And we should mention it's not cheap at all, but no. to make have custom furniture made. So the, the dry bar then, what we had him do, and this he had to do one-time basis on a customized basis is that we had him take out the cabinet on the top 
and make it much shorter so that it, so it only came down from the ceiling about 18 inches so that there'd be room for a nice big flat screen TV just above the Corian countertop. And you know, I described to him what I wanted. Um, for instance, I wanted louvered doors so that the equipment that's going to go into that and into that cabinetry uh, will be ventilated. And then I wanted a, a speaker cabinet for the center channel, and he cut out a very nice-looking speaker cabinet. And then I wanted a nice, solid uh, wood backing so that I could put a mount, the TV, the flat-panel TV mount on it. On a bracket. On a bracket, right. So he... Uh, took down all the dimensions and said come back in a month and we did and it took obviously substantially longer to install that because he had to rip out the old cabinet mm. which is what I probably didn't want to do and to install this other one but he took care of all of that you know he had the knowledge of it and as a matter of fact there were even some issues with the electricity that was there I was happy to find electricity in that cabinet but it was located at a different spot and he was able to figure out where it had come from and where it goes and I probably would have cut the wires by mistake and, and made a big mess but we still have some wiring challenges to go as I understand it because all of our well, that's speaker stuff is going toward the front of the coach where the, the TV that was already there is um, and now Ken has to rewire and put stuff in the middle of the coach where our new TV is and it's hard for him to do it in a beautiful way without ripping open the walls, which he can't do anymore because it's already built. So I understand we're going over the roof. A few yes, times. Um, and I was happy to see that uh, it would be even more difficult to run it through the walls because our walls have not only fiberglass insulation, but they have styrofoam ins insulation also, which would have made it really hard to, to run stuff through the walls. So I'm going to go over the ceiling and cut a couple holes over the roof and I brought 24 conductor cable the other day. A hole in the roof? And we spoke last week about having the hole in the roof for the satellite, and I'm just going to use that hole, which now comes down into our brand-new cabinet and brings all the satellite stuff in as well as the the satellite TV, but, you know, I want to have it distributed throughout the whole coach. And uh, I don't know what they're doing with these new coaches and how they're distributing their, their uh, TV but I was t speaking with um, the friend who uh, had the experience with la with um, that big dealership in Florida. <laughs> we mentioned last week or last month about how they were so mad because they got down there and found out that their the coach they wanted to buy right. was not the coach that they were selling. But the good news was that they the company reimbursed them for their drive from Michigan there. to Florida, which I find impressive. Gave them all their money back, of course, for the coach that they had planned to buy. He seemed to be satisfied with that, although felt that uh, there was no question that they knew all along that it was a 2000, a new engine in a new coach. Um, but they have since bought another rig. But anyway, he, he, one of his points was that uh, because he's having a new Monaco custom, no, he's ordered a new Monaco, and because he's ordering it, he can have some custom wiring done. And he was, well, if you're listening to this, Gary, don't be mad, but <laughs> he was proud because he had S-Video put in. And I had to mention to him that S-Video is analog and that will soon be pretty much out of style and is definitely not high definition. 
so that uh, what he really wanted to put in was an HDMI cable. And then he was lamenting the fact that HDMI cables are so expensive. And you go to to one of the big retail electronic retailing outlets that are chains, <laughs> and you spend... I mean, it's easy to spend $70 on a six-foot cable. But then you, when that shock is over, you go on the web and you find cables, uh, HDMI cables, for about 5 or $6. So be sure that you look on the web before you go to these uh, chain big box marketers. Even, even Costco and Walmart have these cables, but they're outrageously expensive. And so I mentioned to him that he might want to have an HDMI cable, a couple of them put in, instead of the S-Video. Because uh, if you have either S-Video or if you have three-conductor high definition, which is analog, that uh, it will be obsolete in the not-too-distant future, especially S-Video. Whereas if you put HDMI in, not only is the cable substantially smaller, but um, it also carries video and sound, all digital, so that uh, you will get absolutely the best quality picture and sound um, using an HDMI cable. So you should consider that also as you're buying these new coaches and think about uh, what kind of um, cabling is in them. And I just was reading about how um, people are having trouble hooking up HDTVs because the coach companies are not putting in real HD. They're putting in cables, but they're letting you pick up the signal over the air, and that's kind of cheating in many cases because many times you want to distribute the HD inside your coach. As long as I can turn the TV on and see something, I'm happy. 24-inch. Now we're going to 37-inch, so that'll be much bigger, much better. That's the biggest size I can put into this little spot. Anyway. Another modification we made to our coach is that it came with a kind of an off-white leather J-couch. Oh, yes. Which we didn't like very well. It did have some nice storage underneath, but it w- wasn't very comfortable, and it couldn't be made into a bed, and it sort of seated two people. but one person what the advantage a, of a J-lounge is. Had to pull their legs up. Anyway, we didn't like it very well. So... Uh, we pulled it out, well, um, which was not so easy yes, to do. I mean, pulling yes, it out was not so no. bad, but getting it out was was quite a challenge. Uh, so we thought it would take about ten minutes. You we know, had you to put unbolted. this couch into I think five pieces Four. before we finally were able to I'm get it through it, the door. I'm glad it became uh, disassembled because it did take us. You had to disassemble it in the coach to get it out the door. And, you know, when you do the factory tours of the motorhome, you can see that some components of the motorhome are built before they put the doors on, and you could kind of see why. And I began to wonder if the coach, the couch had been inserted before the coach was enclosed. Ooh, we were worried there because that would be bad news because we spent uh, a few bucks on getting another flex steel uh, lounger. And, and, fortunately and again, we found uh, a dealer in Elkhart uh, who sold... Uh, lounge chairs that match the other furniture we have almost identically. The, the, the so it looks passenger real good and the driver's inside. seats. Right. You know, that, that really nice leather, soft, buttery leather. And they had a huge selection, and you could have various chairs, fabric ones. Chairs, too. custom finished or custom. And, and this, this chair is massive and, and doesn't boogie on down the road when you are uh, driving, but does give you the flexibility to sit facing forward or back, depending on who else is visiting or which of our many TVs we're watching. So it's nice to have uh, more choices in that regard. So our intention now is to take the passenger seat and turn it around. We were actually going to get two of those, but we decided the space didn't quite allow for that. 
And so she's going to turn the passenger seat around, which is very comfortable. It's a footrest and everything. And then I will use the the new J, the new flex lounger, steel. flex mm-hmm. steel, and we will face our new dry bar, which is now our entertainment center, which is more or less in the center of the coach, uh, directly opposite the refrigerator. And that's just a much more pleasant way to watch TV. It's not up nearly as high, and it's uh, at a decent distance. And, and you know, if you're sitting in the passenger seat looking up at the TV above window, you're I'd really, get a crick in my neck. Yeah, it's just not very pleasant to look at it. So we're hoping that all of these new customizing features are going to work out for us. And as we always say, please let us know what you're thinking and uh, keep in touch with us. And I think we'll uh, turn it over to the next month. And we'll say that winter is coming, even though it may not feel like it where you live. Um, Ken just had his oh, first yes. winterizing the oh, rig yes. experience because we are about to leave the country for two months. And when we come back mid-November, it could indeed be below freezing and probably will be. So when we got our we official... We dealing with broken tr- pipes as a result of When freezing. we got our official training from the dealer who had sold our motorhome in the first place, the Yahoo who misinformed us in some cases, told Ken to buy seven gallons of antifreeze. And he kind of he actually said his, six, but I bought seven. And he kind of rolled his eyes because in our old rig we used two at the most. Two. Um, less, than less than one. So um, we brought the rig to our home and opened all of the outlets out and drained out all the water and started pumping in the antifreeze. And it less, pumps it in by itself, which is very Less cool. than two gallons later, we had pink stuff coming out of everything we could think of to put pink stuff into. So Including the washer dryer. We've got a lifetime supply of antifreeze now, and hopefully our rig is ready to be um, below freezing. And next time we'll be talking about uh, our plans for the winter. We, of course, will be heading down south someplace warm for the winter, and maybe you'd like to send us some suggestions. We are looking at Florida-ish, Texas-ish, Arizona-ish, but we haven't made too many plans or, or details. Um, we're waiting to hear if we will be um, able to attend a Mardi Gras rally. Mardi Gras rally, and uh, we are on the waiting list. But uh, if you're thinking about heading in that direction, let us know because we might be camped in a campground near you, and we'd love to say hello. Anyway, this is Ken, your RV navigator, and Martha, the co-pilot, saying goodbye for now, and wishing you good travels down the road. <laughs>